Hello, and welcome to The Plants We Eat, or should I say, The Bugs We Eat. Oh no, what are you talking about? <laughs> for, the next, for the next four weeks, if you can stand it, <laughs> we're going to be trying out the insects that we eat. I'm so excited to be trying this. I am kind of interested in how this is going to go, but it was your idea. It was my idea. And So so my name is Jeff Gilman. I'm, I'm Cindy Proctor. Most of you know me as a director of the Botanical Gardens here at UNC Charlotte, uh, but you may not realize that I actually have a graduate degree in entomology, and um, I love bugs, and recently I've just been inexplicably drawn to the idea of entomophagy. <laughs> and, and Cindy, I, I take it you're not. No. <laughs> we, we've been discussing this, and Cindy's been kind of... Um, Resistant. Right. Uh, but curious. Yes. About, that's, that's not, curious not about eating them, but curious about how we talk about them. Okay. Well, I, I think that's great. And I'm excited to be talking about them today. They deserve to be talked about. And if I'm being honest, I think that insects are part of the, in the large scope, larger scope of things, I, I think they're part of the solution to issues that we're going to have in the next, you know, so many years, call it 50 years, call it century, in terms of getting enough protein for people to eat. Now, when I was doing my own research, I read that too, and I thought, hmm, I can see where this is going, but I can't help and think at the same time, I'm okay that it won't happen probably in my lifetime. <laughs> it probably won't happen in our lifetime. Nonetheless, it's. It, I think it's time for us to start addressing it. The specific insect that we're going to look at today is crickets, but since this is the first show where we're talking about insects, I think it is important that we talk about, uh, let's just call it insect eating in mm -hmm. general. And there are a lot of insects that people eat, over a thousand. You know, as I was going through the literature, I found many, many different percentages in terms of how many people in the world eat insects. You go anywhere from 20% of cultures to 80% of cultures. The one that I thought had the best backing was about 60% of the cultures in the world eat insects in one form or another. Well, I think, you know, the learned behavior that I have is because I live in the United States. I mean, and our perception, especially of certain insects, is that they're just pests. And it's because of the agricultural revolution that we had and because they were, you know, eating our own food to survive. And we just we kind of perceived them as pests. But, you know, so was lobster. Oh, exactly and right. it's a delicacy, you know, for us. And I think in some cultures, it's 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 a roach. <laughs> well, that's the one that you see a lot of. A lot of people who are growing insects right now talk about how lobsters were once thought of as a, a disgusting creature that mm -hmm. no one would eat. Uh, the other thing— Not they, even for prisoners. No, right. I, I read, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a quote out there that you can read that they wouldn't—like, they would only serve prisoners lobster once a week because it was considered such a disgusting thing mm -hmm. to eat, uh, an inhumane treatment of the prisoners right. to serve them lobster more than once a week. The other one that I've heard mentioned is sushi. How sushi, I mean, even 20, 30 years ago, sushi was considered something that for most people is just, yuck, how can you possibly eat raw fish? Do you love sushi? I do love sushi. I'm not a sushi fan. My two favorite foods are uh, are sushi and uh, barbecue, which by <laughs> the way, I am bugs. a- No, no, not bugs. I, I, am, a, I am an amateur- Barbecue guy. Yes, I do. I, I do I, love. I do know that about you, but uh, <laughs> but yes, I thought you were going to say bugs. But. No, no, not bugs. Um, we'll taste these though today. Uh, but let's get there. There's an incredible number of insects out there. Some of the ones that we're not going to eat on this show or, or do on this show, but which are worth mentioning, are certain bamboo worms, uh, palm weevil, just a lot of different insects out there that various cultures eat. Well, not only are they considered a delicacy, but they're just a powerhouse full of nutrition. I mean, they have more protein than the meats we eat. Didn't that didn't that strike that you? That really like did. 
And then I did a little research on how to breed them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, they yes. were especially crickets, which we're going to mm-hmm. talk about in just a few minutes, but pretty easy, you know. Now, if I could get over the whole I'm eating a bug, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, I, I'd be like, lunch. <laughs> really? I mean, the, the types of protein that they have are amazing. The risks associated with insects are extremely low. And don't worry, we'll talk about that specifically. I think it's important that we talk about the risks of, of any new food that you're not used to. And there are some. And the other thing is, you know, if, if we ever do end up in one of these dystopian worlds, the easiest thing for humans to do in terms of revitalizing a source of protein is actually going to be insects. It's not going to be revitalizing the pork industry or the chicken industry or the cow industry. It's going to be putting together uh, an insect industry. Part of the reason for that is we can turn over insects so rapidly. I mean, Mm -hmm. just a few weeks from eggs until adults. It would take no time to start a a cricket farm, for example. And if bred correctly, it would be clean. I mean, Very clean. This is, we're going to talk about, once again, we're going to talk about risks in a little bit, but let's be very, very clear. The cleanest possible source of animal protein is going to be insects for some reasons that we'll tell you about. Mm -hmm. But- it's true. People find them disgusting. I mean, I told my sister what I was going to do. She listens to this show regularly, which is really cool. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> um, and she's just completely disgusted. And I'm with you, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> kind of makes me sad. Well, let's start. Let's start talking about crickets. Okay. All right. So the cricket is an insect. We're planning on eating four different insects on this show, and I've picked insects which are pretty diverse. They're in different orders. Mm-hmm. The cricket is in the order Orthoptera that includes things like grasshoppers and katydids and cave crickets and regular crickets. Okay, camel so crickets. Camel crickets, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Mole crickets. <Yeah. laughs> All kinds of different crickets. But there are three types of crickets that we usually find for ourselves. And I say ourselves, you know, most of these crickets that we grow, certainly humans eat them, but actually the place they usually go is to lizards. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the big reason that we grow all of these crickets is to feed them to our pet lizards. The three types of crickets that we usually find are the house cricket, the tropical house cricket, and the Jamaican field cricket. There are others, but those are the three we usually find. Certainly when you pick up your pouches of insects, they're not distinguished by the particular species. They just say crickets. So... You know, it's going to be kind of difficult to tell exactly what species you have. It's important to remember that common names that we use for crickets can be kind of not not exact. For you entomologists out there, sometimes you can't quite tell exactly the species of cricket that you're picking up. But does it matter? Um, in truth, the, the species that we're looking at, uh, in terms of flavor anyway, <laughs> appear to be pretty similar. So the crickets that are sold at the pet store for, right. for our lizards. Could be any of uh, a few different crickets. Right. The house cricket, the one that we used to mostly grow, has actually become less common over the past few years because there's this uh, virus called the cricket paralysis virus, something that mm. pretty much unrelated to humans, but it hit cultures of their regular house cricket quite hard. So that made the Jamaican field cricket become more common and the tropical house cricket become more common. So these crickets, really not a pest, or I should say a minor pest. But then the question becomes, what do they eat if they're not eating our food? Because, you know, again, Cindy, you mentioned that crickets, we don't think of them as much of a pest at all. So they're not, they're not eating our food. So what 
are they eating exactly? Well, they eat um, remnants of bugs and foods, exactly. right? And they're, plants and stuff. They're kind so of, they're both. Yeah, you know? they're they're omnivorous. Yes. Uh, you know, crickets will often eat. You said dead bugs. They'll often eat other crickets. Mm-hmm. They don't mind eating their dead each kin. <laughs> yeah, they don't mind eating each other. Um, they'll eat whatever garbage is, is around, which makes them pretty easy to rear. Now, one thing about crickets, you you probably know some insects that go through a larva, pupa, and then an adult stage. Think caterpillar, chrysalis, and adult butterfly. Well, many insects have those three stages, but some insects don't. Some insects are born more or less the way they are as adults. Crickets are like this. Mm-hmm. Goes from the egg to a nymph cricket, so nymph stage of a cricket. a baby cricket. Right, baby cricket. Then that baby cricket sheds its skin and gets to be a little bigger and so on and so forth. And it'll go through a number of what we call instars or a number of stages of just gradually bigger and bigger cricket until it gets to be an adult cricket. And that information is really important when you talk about potential of being bad for you. Correct. That's true. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because the, their their exoskeleton can be, you know, very weak or very hard depending on how old they are. And they could be more uh, receptive to pesticides or, or anything else that could well, be that poisonous. Would, that would be true be, if if you got your crickets from an outdoor right. environment. Right. So th- that was meaning that please breed your crickets. Yeah. That's cricket, my point. Yeah. Uh, you know, we should have pointed that out earlier in this show, but let me point it out now. Crickets should not be captured in the wild and eaten, at least generally speaking, you know, unless we're in a dystopian society. (laughs) Um, Assuming that we're not in some kind of a dystopian society, your crickets should be bred in an appropriate uh, breeding facility where they can be kept clean. Crickets can be fed all kinds of different things, uh, but in a facility, they're not fed waste products. They're fed things like bran or some kind of grain. There are all kinds of different things they can eat. You know, let me give some numbers here. Which I, which I found. I found, you know, once again, I find all these different numbers. This one, I think, is probably close to true. Food input to weight increase, okay? So how much food do you have to put in to get a weight increase? For cattle, is seven to one. So you give a cow seven pounds of food, it'll produce one pound. That's it, seven to one. For pork, you give them four pounds, they produce one pound. Chickens are pretty good at two to one. Two pounds to one pound. Fish is a little less than two to one. Crickets is one pound of body mass for every 1.25 pounds of feed. Hmm. That is efficient. Hmm. Protein efficiency is so tough to get. Insects are extremely protein efficient. This isn't a small deal. I I have a tough time expressing how important this is in terms of uh, world economy and how easily we could produce protein with insects as opposed to, again, cattle, pork, or even chickens, or even fish. So, I mean, again, big deal. For us, does it matter? No. For our children, probably not. For our grandchildren, this, this could be very important. I'm still hanging on those statistics. Okay. Those facts, or excuse okay. me, that you gave. Okay. okay. Uh, by the way, you are probably curious as to how we kill the crickets after we feed them. Freezer. There's two choices. <laughs> One is the freezer and the other is using carbon dioxide. You can, okay. you can use carbon dioxide to kill them. But anyway, I, I consider that extremely humane compared to the way that we kill cows and pigs. So, yeah, I think that's good. Um, so let's talk about the possible risks of eating crickets. So there was actually a, a paper from the uh, European Union, believe it or not, looking at insects and saying how safe they were. There's a risk profile produced by the European Food Safety Authority. So what does this risk profile, what does it specifically say? 
First of all, and what I think is probably the most important, is possible allergy risk. Specifically with people who are allergic to shellfish, there is a significant overlap with people who are allergic to insects. So if you have a shellfish allergy, uh, honestly, I'd recommend against trying insects. It, it could be dangerous. It could cause a, cause a reaction. So be careful with that. There is a possibility of bioaccumulation of some heavy metals. That sounds bad, but actually most animals bioaccumulate heavy metals. This is nothing new. Insects are no different than pork or chickens. A lot of things bioaccumulate heavy metals. One of the most interesting things, though, is that there are certain heavy metals that they accumulate more, cadmium being the mm. interesting one. Cadmium poisoning is not common. Eating a cricket is not going to give you cadmium poisoning. But it is something that we should note that if you ever fed your insects contaminated bran, you know, it, it, there's a possibility. And then what I thought was most interesting, you know, so often we're concerned about spreading things like salmonella or listeria, these various diseases. Well, when they looked at insects, there were two things going on. The first was that insects have a heavier load of bacteria. But the second thing was that the bacteria that they carried almost invariably didn't matter to humans because humans just didn't deal with these bacteria naturally. We are very different creatures than insects. You see, we're very similar to cows, biologically speaking. We're pretty similar to pork, biologically speaking. A little more distant from chickens, but still, we have some, you know, we have, we have some association with chickens. With insects, we're just far, far away from insects. So that's a big deal. It is a very yeah. big deal. So they're usually safer, not only that, because of their small surface area, they're much easier to heat up and sterilize. Mm -hmm. So we are dealing with a creature that is much safer in many, many ways than the meats that we eat now. Well, their systems aren't quote-unquote complicated. Right. Ours is. Exactly. The animals we eat are very complicated. Exactly. So insects have a lot going for them. Yeah, I think uh, you're persuading me a little bit. Well then, hey, big thing here for the bodybuilders. <laughs> Too bad we don't have Mike here. <laughs> These things are nuts in terms of the amount of protein, and the protein is super high-quality protein, 70% protein, dry weight. You know, wet weight's different because there's a lot of water there. But dry weight, these things are 70% protein and <laughs> um, high fiber. <laughs> so cricket protein powder. Cricket protein powder. Does it exist? Yes, it does. It does? So the cricket I know flour, the flour does. The flour and the powder are actually the same thing. Okay. All right? Okay. So in front of us, and uh, by us, I mean, you know, Cindy and myself, but Alex is with us today. It's great having Alex because he's actually the lead sound guy uh, with the aisle group. So it's great to have him with us here today. In front of all of us, we have two cookies. One of these cookies is a normal cookie. And one of these cookies is a cookie made with cricket flour. In other words, it's high in protein. Basically, what we did was we took the regular amount of flour. We took 25% of that away and put in 25% cricket flour. Cricket flour is exactly what it sounds like. It's crickets that have been crushed. That's yeah, it. And you can grind them up yourself. You can, sure. We didn't. We we actually <laughs> bought the we actually bought the and and you know what? Let me give credit where credit is is due here. We have a gardener at the greenhouse. Her name is uh, Jennifer Bueno, and she cooked these up. So again, one of these is regular, one is not. Why don't you guys taste them and see what you think? Try first the. You see, this one that's slightly lighter in color. Try the lighter in color one first. Mmm. She purposely made, as I requested, a very simple recipe so that we could you know taste it for a little more. And then taste the darker one. Hmm. The lighter one was a little sweeter. Okay. And what do you think of the darker one? There's not much difference in the two, but I know which one is the flower one. Okay. Alex, what do you say? 
Um, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. The lighter one is sweeter. The darker one tasted a little less sweet. Okay. Did you have one that you preferred? I would say the sweeter one. Say the sweeter one? I would have been okay with either one. Okay. I'll tell you my opinion, and then I'll tell you which is which. Okay. The sweeter one I preferred because I felt it had a chewier texture, and I love chewier cookies. I think that in terms of taste, the slightly darker one, uh, I like the taste a little bit better, but it did not have the consistency that I like. The cricket one is the slightly darker one. I figured. I had somebody give it to their kid, uh, did tell them what it was before they tasted it, and they said, it's a little bit like a gluten-free cookie. And I would agree with that. It's, okay. it's a little bit like a gluten-free. But you know, we were sitting here talking about lighter and darker. Mm -hmm. We're under a lot of light in here. I don't think you would notice the difference, how dark or how light it is in your kitchen. If your kitchen was just a little bit dim, you would not be able to tell the difference by sight, by taste. There is nothing that different. This is, this cricket cookie is a high-protein cookie. This could practically, well, perhaps not quite be considered a protein bar, but crickets are so protein-dense. That cricket flour is so protein-dense that even mixing it at 25%, we have a, a few grams of protein in this cookie that you wouldn't normally have. It's pretty good, isn't it? Pat yourself on the back. All right. Now, we're going to try something a little bit more adventurous, and Cindy, I know you may not be into this, and that's fine, but Alex, you're going to try one? Yeah. Alex, you're going to yeah. save me. Yep. We are now going to try whole roasted crickets. So let me tell you what these crickets look like. They look like, wait a minute, let me, let me, let me scoot one out here. Actually, Alex, why don't, why don't you, uh, maybe you could help us describe them a little better. What do, you, what do you think they look like? They look like a bug I found in the bottom of my window. You know something? You know something? That's kind of a, it's kind of a gross way to say it, but you're right. They look dried out. They look like a dried out husk. The one I'm eating, it's an EXO brand, EXO sea salt and vinegar. So basically they just take these dried roasted insects and they sprinkle, you know, the same flavoring that you'd put on barbecue chips or sea salt and vinegar chips on them. And then you take them and you pop them in your mouth and see what you think, Alex. You've got sriracha over there. I've got sea salt and vinegar. Did you try the sriracha yet? Yeah, they were um, spicy. It, it, um... Do you think they were good? I didn't taste any cricket. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they don't taste like cricket so at wait. all. <laughs> Wait, how does a cricket taste? <laughs> I don't know, but not this. <laughs> I, really, they taste like nothing. Now, if you start chirping. <laughs> Do you want to try No, I'm good. No, you're good? I'm good. All right. Now, you guys may be wondering where crickets are eaten normally. Uh, all across South of Asia. Uh, Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, Vietnam. Australia. Yeah. New they're, Zealand. They're commonly eaten as a snack in these areas. Um, easy to find, uh, and as you now know, easy to eat, packing that amazing protein punch. All right, I, I think uh, I think we can stop on that note. <laughs> now, one thing that, um, besides eating crickets, there is spiritual meanings of crickets, and I would look that up on the internet. It's pretty interesting. I mean, because not only um, having crickets is good for you to eat, but having them around was a good sign of good health, fertility, it would signify wealth and abundance. And uh, I just think like there's some uh, symbolism there as well, that uh, they're not just a pest making obnoxious chirping sounds in my, in my you bedroom. You know, this is your chance to get back at those crickets making the chirping sounds by, you know, eating their dried and roasted bodies. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I want you to try uh, chocolate. I thought you were really going to bring chocolate flavored crickets, so, which you can buy on Amazon. So what we did earlier today, but I didn't think y'all would be interested, those sriracha crickets, we uh, we took the dried roasted crickets in sriracha sauce and we drizzled chocolate over them and then ate the chocolate sriracha crickets. And they were really good. So sweet and sour or sweet and spicy taste. <laughs> it was really good. Deep. So if you guys are wondering what the crickets themselves taste like, they have a little bit of a nutty flavor. It's 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 different. It's not something I can really explain well, but the best thing I can tell you is that it's kind of uh, kind of a beef jerky nutty is what I what I'd say. It, the sriracha was definitely a little bit hot. Our grandchildren are going to say it tastes like cricket. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's exactly <laughs> what they're going to say. Uh, crickets, by the way, can lay about three thousand eggs during their lifespan. You know, pretty pretty incredible. Studying this particular insect, I learned so much. <laughs> All right, Alex. What are you What are you gonna say about that cricket? That's a good snack. That was that was. I agree with you. Nutty and kind of mild. Yeah. All right. Well, then I tell you what, Cindy. Anything to add, or are we all set? No, no. I, I think we're good. Not, you think we're good? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this has been the bugs we eat. We talked about the history and a little bit of the science behind eating these guys. How much fun was that? It was brought to you by UNC Charlotte Botanical Gardens and College of Liberal Arts and Sciences here at UNC Charlotte, as well as the Isle Group. If you have any ideas for either plants or insects for us to uh, eat over the next over the next few weeks, please do contact us at tpwepodcast at uncc.edu. That's tpwepodcast at uncc.edu. Look forward to hearing from you soon.